You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Everybody say, prepare to prosper. You know, this, this we need to say, Audie said it a while ago, I'll say it again. Prosper is not about money, specifically, you know, primarily. No, 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 no. You know, we, I, I want to I make this assumption that at the end of the day, our highest value is Jesus. Our highest value is God. God is our number one. Do I hear a loud amen? He is our treasure. He is our wealth. He is all that we want or hope. You know, He is the one. He is our prosperity. At the end of the day, your spiritual life is more important than anything else in the world. Do I hear a loud amen? So so just want to make that clear. I've been a missionary for 40 years. Almost 40 years now. And I just want to thank God for all those years. God is my number one. Jesus is the center of my life. I've given my life to Him. The reason why we talk about finances is specifically because of the frustration that I've felt. You know, in the and for 40 years been a missionary, for the first 18 years was a poor missionary, single person, very, very happy. And I was working shoulder to shoulder with other fellow missionaries like myself who were married and who had kids at that time already while I was still single. And I saw how hard life was. But for them, it was a choice. You know, we'll give our lives to the Lord as missionaries, even if we're sing- married and even if we had kids. But I saw how difficult life was. Here's the thing. Today, today, I made changes 20 plus years ago. A little over 20 years ago, I made changes in my financial life. They did not. And so today, they still come to me when they have financial problems, when they have no money to pay for the school of their kids, when they want to, you know, sometimes they, you know, all sorts of different needs. And somebody is brought to the hospital and I have to help out. These are my fellow missionaries in other groups, other organizations, and I... My heart is crushed. My heart is crushed. And it doesn't have to be like that. Everybody say, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. They, if, if you only... And, and this is the thing that we're talking about. Everybody say, preparation. If they only tweaked their financial preparation at the start, then they would not have these needs that, that keep on bothering and burdening them. Instead of just being totally focused on the, on the service and on the kingdom... And on the vineyard of the Lord, they're, they're grappling and, and they're crying out, you know, when, when all these financial burdens come. So, are you ready? We're going to work on preparation. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Joseph. Audie was talking about Joseph ending up still in prison, forgotten by this cupbearer. And uh, there was this Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had a dream, had two dreams in fact asks the wise men around him for the interpretation. They could not. And that was when the cupbearer, his cupbearer said, Oh, M.G., I forgot. I've got this friend, Joseph, for two years in prison. Uh, I, oh, wow, I forgot about him. Pharaoh, 
He can interpret your dream. And so, it, you, know, you know what that cupbearer felt? I felt? I felt that that was exactly like what I felt when one day I was at home and somebody calls me up, a friend of mine, and says, Bo, where are you? And I said, here at home. And, and he said, Bo, you have a talk. 2,000 people are waiting for you here. Oh, I wanted, the, I wanted the earth to swallow me at that time. That's probably what the cupbearer felt. Like, Joseph, two years ago, I made him, you know, he asked me to remember him. Oh no, Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh gets Joseph from prison. And then Pharaoh tells him the dreams. And Joseph interprets the dream. This is the dream. Are you ready? This is a dream. The dream is this. Seven fat cows grazing in the field. Seven thin cows appear. Seven thin cows gobbles up the seven fat cows. This dream is sick. Last time I heard, cows are vegetarian. They don't eat one another. But that's what happened in this dream. And if this was a movie, I would title the movie Cow Zombies. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Here's what happens. Joseph says, Joseph says, uh, Pharaoh, seven fat cows symbolize, you know what they symbolize? Is there some, some noise? Some noises. There's, there's, a, there's a something. There's a, do, do you hear it? I, I hear it. I hear it. There's a, there's a microphone, something moving. Okay, here we go. This is, this is, this is what, what Pharaoh, this is what, what, what Joseph told Pharaoh. Seven fat cows symbolize seven years of abundance. Seven thin cows represent seven years of famine. There will first be seven years of abundance, followed by seven years of famine. That's the interpretation. And so he tells Pharaoh, this is, this is good, this is good. Let's read it. Exactly what he said. This is from the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 34 onwards. It says, Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth, everybody say fifth, to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. Everybody say famine. My dear friends, this is exactly what Joseph did. And uh, in Tagalog, Pharaoh told, told Joseph, suggestion mo, gawin mo. So he put Joseph in charge of the entire country and said, implement that plan. And Joseph became the governor of Egypt from prisoner to prince. Isn't that amazing? You know, in one snap, it happens. And so all the years of being a slave, of being a prisoner, now he becomes governor of the entire country. Crazy story. Please read the story of Joseph in the Bible. The whole thing, the whole shebang is beautiful. Now, here's what happens. I, I, I want to talk about two lessons there. Two very, very important lessons in the story of Joseph. Here's number one. Everybody say, I'm ready. Preparation is everything. Everybody say that. Because that's what Joseph did. He prepared Egypt 
for the famine. You've, preparation is everything. Do you, you want to win the war in your life? Wars are won, not on the battlefield. Wars are won in the training field. Wars are won before the war begins. Do you hear me? In any battle in your life, it's preparation. Why do we have these kinds of talks, these kinds of series? Why, why do we have these courses at the feast that are, that, that, you know, they're, they're, they're so thought out and they're PowerPoint presentations and why? I'll tell you why, because there's a lot of preparation involved. This talks, this series was prepared last year. Every series that we have, we've got a whole year of preparation where all the feast build builders gather together, they hammer out the talks, and then we've got separate teams to create this part and that part. And, and, and the whole team is... It's all about preparation. And friends, famines will always come. Everybody say that. Famine will always come. It, it will. And you might be earning well now. But you know what? There is... Behind the door of your financial life, a zombie cow knocking on the door and will constantly knock on the door waiting for you to sleep. Waiting for you to sleep because when you sleep, zombie cow called poverty will slip in. You might be earning now. How many of you have a salary? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. It might be small. It's okay. Raise your hand. Okay. Good. 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 Guys, that can be hypnotic. You know how to hypnotize someone? Can I, can, I, can I hypnotize you? All you have to do, they say, they say, you know, you, you, you hypnotize people by just the boom, ching, ching, ching. You know, just, just and, and that's what happens with, us, with, with, with salaries. Salaries come so regularly. 15, 30, 15, 30, 15, 30, 15, 30, 15, 30. And then you, you get lulled. You get lulled to sleep. Oh, I'll always have salary. I'll always have salary. I'll always have salary. Really? What if you lose your job? What if your boss doesn't like you anymore and fires you? What if your company folds up? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Anything can happen. Yes or no? If anything can happen, but, but you know, you get lulled. You get lulled. You know, salary will come. The money. Always the money. It's there. Always. And, 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 and that, hey, entrepreneurs, that can happen to you too. You could be earning well because of your job, because of your business. Guess what? Anything can happen. A new technology can happen and your product is obsolete. Yes or no? A new tax law can be, can, can, can be, can be uh, legislated and that's it. You know, it will, it will wreak havoc to the whole industry. Uh, a new competitor can rise and, and destroy your entire business. Anything can happen. What, but, but you get lulled to sleep and I, I just want to wake you up that famines can... You know, guys, if you look at the history of the world, there's always an economic famine that comes. It's almost like a cycle. A cycle. Say cycle. If it's a cycle, get ready for it. Be prepared for it. Don't be... Friends, can I ask you a question? When it's summer, do you get surprised it's summer? Like, like when April comes, <gasps> it's hot. Why? No, you don't do that. You know it was coming, yes or no. 
you know, that's why you bought your sleeveless shirts because it's gonna summer, you know, and, and, and that's why you, you bought shades and that's why you repaired your electric fans because you know it's summer. You, you, you're, you're getting ready for halo halo with ubi ice cream on top. You know, you're, you're getting ready for that. You know, same thing. Financial famines come. In fact, there's gonna be a big one that will come in your life. Ask me when. You know this. You're not growing any younger. Yes or no? Unless you're Adrian Panganiban, one of our feast builders who leads. He doesn't grow old. He doesn't. Never does. But you and I, normal human beings, we grow old. And a day will come. You cannot work in the same way, in the same intensity that you did when you were 20 years old. A day will come when you will retire. A day will come when your active income diminishes and ultimately disappears. Yes or no? Because of that, your passive income must kick in. I want you to touch somebody in the arm and tell that person, do you have passive income? Because that is the important thing. When the active income disappears, you need to have passive income. Ask the person beside you again, are you working on your passive income? Because that's what Joseph did, you know, in, try, in looking at the future and saying, the famine's going to come, I need to do something. So I want you to focus, to work on the Joseph principle. What is the Joseph principle? Ask me what? You've got to save at least 20% of your harvest. That's what you need to do. Say that out loud. You need to say it again. You, you, you're not convinced. I just quoted a whole Bible story for you when you're saying, Huh? Save with that much of Huh? One more time, loud. I want you to shout to the person beside you, right there in the ear of the person, and say, 20! You've got you, you've to save 20! I, I, I'm not kidding. You know, but brother, both 20 and lucky. You, you mean to tell me if I'm earning 10,000 a month, I'm going to save 2,000? Galing kasi math, huh? Yes! If, I'm, if you're earning 20,000, you've got to save 4,000. Galing kasi math, huh? If you're earning 100,000, you should be saving 20,000. Brother Bo, that's so big. Well, famine's coming. You need to work on your passive income. Very, very crucial. And I was talking to a captain of a ship. Captain of a ship. And you know how much he was earning a month? Ask me how much. Half a million. Every single month. Woo! So I asked him a question. I said, if you lose your job today, like, like your boss says, oh, we, we had to sell your ship. You have no more job. If you, if you lose your job today, how long will you be able to survive with your family? And I was expecting him to say, maybe two, three, five years. I mean, because he was earning a lot. You know what he told me? One day. I said, why one day? He said, oh, I've got so much debt and I have no savings. You're earning 500000 and you have no savings, and you have a lot of debt. 
Here's what I realized. It's not the size of your income that's important. It's your investments. Investments are more important than your income. You could be earning so small, but if you're saving 20%, 20%, 20% every month, every month, you're going to build it up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You know, you're, I know, I'm a preacher, and I should speak about God's love, and I should speak about prayer, and I should speak about the Bible, but now I'm talking about saving 20% of your income every month, every month. Every, are you listening to me? Some of you, 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 you don't, you say, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm done that. I've, I'm great if you've done that. Let's let, teach your children how to do that. Teach your grandchildren how to do that. Yes? I, 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 have, I have got my kids. I've got two boys. They're doing it. My, my son is 13 years old and is investing in the stock market. You know, you, you've got you've to think about that and, and teach your kids how to do this because this is so very, very important. Now note, saving is not enough. Everybody say that. If you put your 100000 in the bank and leave it there in a savings account, do you know how much it will be in 36 years? 100,000 pesos. Put it in the bank for 36 years. You know how much it will be? Ask me, how much? 120,000. Isn't that laughable? Like, isn't that pathetic? But that's what people do. They save, but they put it in the bank. Your bank is good for your emergency fund. Your bank is good for business, but it's not good for long-term savings. You need to invest. If you put it in the stock market, for example, but use my strategy, don't trade. Just invest in huge companies. You can grab some of my books there and it will teach you how to do this. Guys, 100,000, same 100,000. In 36 years, it becomes 5.9 million. It's very different from 120,000, yes or no? But that's my point. Saving is not enough. You need to learn how to invest. My dear friends, here's the goal. If somebody asks, can I ask you that question that I asked the captain of the ship? If you lose your income right now, your salary, your whatever, your business collapses, I don't know. If you lose your income today, how long? Will you be able to last with your family? What's the answer? Will you also say one day, like the, like the captain? Will you say one year? Will you say two years? What's your answer? Whisper to the person beside you. What's your answer? Whisper, whisper, just whisper. Don't, don't, don't take it too loud. Here's the goal. Ask me, what's the goal? That your answer should be for the rest of my life. That should be your answer. Brother Bo, how, how, how could that be my answer? That's my answer. That's my answer because I've been investing for 20 years, more. For the past 20 years, I would invest 20% or more of my income every month, every month, every month. That's why if, if I lose all my income, if all my small businesses you know, collapse, I can, I will, I'll be able to feed my family for the rest of my life. Live a simple life, you know, nothing, nothing. Um, extravagant, but, but just live a simple... I, I can do it. Why? I can live on the interest of my investments. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you sure you're... That's the goal. The goal is to be able to say, for the rest of my life. I'm going to give you an assignment. You need to have three envelopes in your life. We'll, we'll simplify it. Number one, eternity envelope. That's your tithes. The Bible says... You know, general guideline, 
10% of your income. That's just general. I believe the law is the Spirit of God will tell you how much to give. But as a general guideline, 10% is a good guideline. Number two, emancipation envelope. You know what, what you, you, know, you want to know what emancipation envelope is? You know what emancipation is? Can you spell that? Freedom na lang, freedom. <laughs> it's, it's freedom. You, this is where 20% of your income, 20% is invested. Put it there. So 10%, you go to tithe. 20%, you invest for your future. And then you have your everyday envelope. That's all that's left, which is 70%. You put the 70% in that envelope, and here's the, here's the key. Live on that 70%. Live on what's there in that envelope. There are other envelopes I can teach you, but maybe that's for another talk. But just, just to start, like start, go and live through these three envelopes. I'd like to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, maybe later I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain more about it. But can you stand up please and... That, I just gave you one lesson. I'm going to give you my second lesson right now. The first lesson is preparation is everything. One more time. Everybody say that. One more time. Lesson number one, preparation is everything. You want to know what lesson two is? Everything is preparation. Everything. Joseph became a slave when he was 17 years old. Joseph became a prisoner for, I don't know, more than two years. And then he became governor in his 30s. But all that years of slavery and being a prisoner was preparation for what God wanted him to do in the future. You got what I'm saying? Are you going through some pain right now? Are you going through some crisis right now? Are you going through a prison? Are you going through a slavery? Are you going through a problem that's crushing you right now? Let me give you God's word. That's just preparation for the prosperity that is coming in your life. There are lessons that you need to learn. Preparation includes two things. Preparation includes pain. And preparation includes patience. Preparation includes pain. Sometimes a lot of pain. But, my dear friend, you know, I failed in 19 small businesses, each of them very painful. But the reason why my small businesses are doing okay now is because I learned a number of lessons from those 19 failures. They were all preparation for the prosperity that was coming. Everything you've gone through is preparation. I want you to believe in that. Let's pray together. Put your hands over your chest. Everybody say, Jesus, speak to me. I want to believe that everything I'm going through now is preparation for the prosperity, for the victory, for the abundance, for the joy the happiness I want to love you and I want to serve you no matter what happens in Jesus name thank you for listening to this podcast from the light of Jesus family for more messages like these 
please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.